Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Haggard Stephen Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. Once again, we're live here from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Burlong with Dane filling on. Dane, uh, always a good show on tap. Uh, you pull up your uh, your list of things we're going to do. We're in the uh, weigh-in section right now, the first section. Uh, why don't you give us a rundown on what's happening on a big show tonight? Well, you and I have already both had the nachos here at Double Eagle. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we were doing yesterday, which was volleyball, and what we were doing two days ago, which was football. And I don't know, maybe we'll talk about cricket tonight. I don't know. We did, we did yesterday. <laughs> I haven't studied up on cricket, Dane. Come on. And then we're <clears> going to be joined by uh, the head coach at Homestead High School, Andy Oberlin. Uh, coach Tim Myers was unable to join us tonight. But uh, we'll talk with Andy both about Homestead Wrestling and what Andy is doing over at his facility and one of our sponsors at the Fort. And we're going to talk a little bit about Fort, uh, Fort Wayne Wrestling. And you can't talk about Fort Wayne Wrestling without talking about D.L. Capone, Mr. Vizi. And uh, we'll get a rundown from Andy as to uh, what he expects from some of the top wrestlers in the Fort Wayne area. And then uh, when we come back, we'll take a little bit of a, of a talk about, in the third period, about the upcoming season, about rule changes, about a potential in weight class change here in another year, changes to the team state format, and uh, a little bit about girls wrestling. And then we'll talk about the schedule for WZBD for the rest of the week. We've still got Purdue football going on. Purdue basketball is starting up now. We've also got the Pacers in full swing. And uh, next week, we've got a high school basketball broadcast. So very busy on WZBD with sports. They don't have a weight class change that would allow me to slide somewhere over 215 and under 275 because I'm in that little sweet spot right there. No, you're, you're, <clears throat> either, you're either wrestling Keegan Martin or you're wrestling Dalton Robinson. The, those are the only two spots you got. I'll just stay out of the wrestling room. i got lots of shoes at home. I'll just stay out of the wrestling room. And, uh, Dane, if we want to talk about what we did last night, uh, you talk about uh, – uh, an intense volleyball match uh, from the way it started that you and I both looked at each other and when when Belmont's down 16-1 we're like yeah we're going to be on our way home to Muncie early tonight and uh, then they uh, came back and performed a little bit better in the tail end of that first set and then the second set they got a little bit closer and they come on strong in set three and four and uh, the way I kind of thought about it today for set five one side of the net's going to be happy and there's going to be tears on the other side of the net and it happened at every single championship yesterday and it's like somebody's going to win somebody's going to lose and uh, Belmont was up 13-10 at one point and ended up losing 15-13 that last set. Just could not break the set, uh, get the side out. And um, I thought they played uh, very well considering how they started out. And I think they just really did some good adjustments throughout the time in that game to get back into the match altogether. Yeah, and for the casual observer that was there, it was great volleyball. <laughs> it was great volleyball in the 2A match. I didn't say for the 4A match. Actually, I, McCutcheon won. I believe, if I, if I looked right, because I saw that they were bragging over in the Lafayette side of the state that both Lafayette Central Catholic and McCutcheon had been state champions. But it, it was great. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit. Obviously, we were there to cheer on Belmont and, and to cover them. But when you go to the state finals in wrestling and you, you don't have anybody from your regional wrestling in the finals, you just want to see it be a one- or two-point match going into the third period and, and it to be close and if you were there during the afternoon and into the evening yesterday, that's exactly what you got. You know, some of the intensity, there was, there was one uh, volley that I think it went back and forth maybe 15, 20 times. I mean, it just... That, was the, that was the point where Jackie Suter almost ran into us. Yeah. And almost spilled the water of the referee monitor that was next to me. 
But, uh, uh, I mean, it was just incredible the way that uh, they actually hung on and fought. And uh, it was uh, di- disappointing to uh, see them not win. But uh, I-, I think they showed themselves very admirably and uh, come out of there with a, a mental attitude warrant winner in uh, Paige Buzik. Yeah, and if we're going to connect it to wrestling, uh, i got to give a shout-out that uh, I know Coach Myers talked to his whole team on Friday at practice and encouraged them that they needed to be there to cheer on the volleyball team in hopes that the volleyball team will return that favor at Team State in January. And I did see a lot of wrestlers there uh, from the front row all the way to the back row, uh, from one side to the next, and... um, the student section turned out yesterday for Belmont. The whole community did, but I was really impressed with how many students were there, and uh, hopefully that'll be reciprocated then you this know, winter. That's what I told my wife today. I said I bet there was between five and seven hundred people there from Belmont wearing the white shirts. I mean, the Belmont crowd was very strong there in the in the uh, Wharton Arena yesterday. Yeah, and <clears throat> in an hour and a half drive is a lot for some people. You know, between work and and just cost of travel and you know the ticket and everything but it it was impressive how many people were there and you know we were lucky to have the vantage point that we had being right there on the court lucky enough to be the only radio station that was covering it and to to see a match of of that caliber and then did you see the uh the red taillight train on the way home up in front of you could see it off in the distance there everybody headed back to to uh, adams county there were a lot of o1s on uh, 67 and 27 on the on the way home. But, Rex, we still got fall sports to cover because we've got Adams Central and South Adams in football. I was telling my wife that it's going to be the biggest, the biggest sporting event in the fall. I know Belmont made it to the state finals in volleyball, but there's something about AC South Adams football happening in Adams County. I don't know how Graham is going to be able to figure out where to put everybody. He's going to have to put the South Adams crowd over here. He's going to have to put South Adams vehicles. They're going to be have they're going to have to be parking at Coppice Corner, and the buggies are going to have to be because I tell you what, I, I, I thought that game was played at South Adams. Oh, is it South Adams? It I'm is sorry. at South Adams. It's Jason Jason Graham. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing for Jason. Jason. He's got, and thankfully, Jason probably has a little bit more uh, parking space. But I, there 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 will be buggies in the parking lot yeah. Friday. We know that. We've seen that. There's a lot of support in the Amish community for their neighbors at, at South Adams, and uh, it's just going to be an awful lot of fun uh, Friday night. And the way it sounds, there's a three out of four chance, I believe I was telling you earlier, that whoever wins, whether it's South Adams or Adams Central, that they're going to get a home game for semi-state. And I know we were lucky enough last year that South Adams hosted the semi-state. They weren't supposed to. They, we were supposed to go to Lafayette, remember, and then at the very last minute, they switched it. Well, this year, the only possible scenario where it's an away game is if it's South Adams at North Judson. The other three possibilities all are at Adams Central or at South Adams. And so we, we will be guaranteed a semi-state game for sure. And we definitely don't want to go to North Judson because that's in a different time zone even. Yeah. The time zone's got me screwed up all, enough all, as it is this weekend. Well, the weigh-ins are running down, Dane. And if you have a live ad that we do need to read, we're on it. Hey, Double Eagle, uh, Sunday nights, come out here, watch our show. Uh, Everybody sitting here at the table listening to the show tonight had great food. Nachos were great. The house salsa is where it's at. Great homemade tortilla chips. Um, All kinds of specials throughout the week. Three or four different beers on tap. We've got the Packers and the Chiefs on one TV. 
We've got, I don't know what that is over there that we're watching, but we've got, I think there's 13 TVs, something like that. And you and I went with the half-order nachos, but your dad was feeling hungry. He went with the full-order nachos, and that was quite the platter down there he's got. Uh, what'd you go with tonight, Judge? I'm sorry. Oh, what'd you? He had the burger. He had the burger. So always good food at the Double Eagle, and we are very thankful that they are the hosts for our show here. With that, the weigh-in period has ended. We're going to head back to the studio for a round of messages to Steve Rouse running aboard for us. We'll be back with the first period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Back to the Hager Seven Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, host of the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live in the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. We just had a uh, short ad for the Double Eagle and uh, talked about the food on Sunday nights here. Uh, the fryer's uh, going, but uh, everybody here tonight went with the nachos, and uh, they were wonderful. I would highly recommend them, and uh, always a good place to stop and have some food. I'm going for the gizzards next week. That's my... I'm Write I forgot it down. gizzards are on a fryer, aren't write, they? Write it down right now. We can put it in the first period. I'll I've, give a review. I've had the, I've we'll had the gizzards here. They're good. We'll go from there. Well, we're joined <laughs> by our special guest tonight, and that's Andy Oberlin. He wears two hats in the wrestling world. He is the head coach at Homestead High School for the Spartans, and he has also ventured out into a very scary place, which is starting his own business and going out on a limb and saying, I think this could work, and that is the Fort Wrestling Facility, and we've been lucky to partner with him at WZBD, both on Cubs broadcast this year and on our show. So welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, I got the first question for him. Coach, have you lost your mind to do this? That's a, I guess everybody's asked you that probably, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the backstory to what it was that you wanted to accomplish and how you went about getting the location that you have now. Um, the, the bottom line is I, I've been coaching for about 25 years and in northeast Indiana, and it's uh, I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall for a while now, what they've been doing in Indianapolis and the other areas to where they have uh, different academies and stuff that people can go to. And um, it, I... I took over as a head coach at Homestead last year and 
uh, I'm pretty competitive. I, I, I want to do well, but I knew that there's only so much I could do in that small little area. I'm not going to get a ton of homestead kids to be traveling all over the place. And, you know, you look at Ian Heath and Aiden Sprague and all the ones that are pretty good coming out of the Fort Wayne area, they're traveling, right? They're, they're going to CIA. They're going to Outlaws. They're going o- over to Elite Athletics and, and doing that. And I, mean, I want to keep them – I want to try to keep the kids back here and provide a place for them to do it. And so, really, that's where it kind of spurred from as far as the location goes. I looked all over the place. I, I didn't want anything that was in Homestead's district. I didn't want it in Carroll's district. I kind of wanted it more in the Fort Wayne area, um, wanted it close to I-69. So there's really only a few spots that can do that. And uh, the, the, the place that I chose, um, I w- it, the rent was right. Um, <laughs> Good parking. Lots of plenty of parking. Yeah, plenty of parking. There's a bowling alley right next door. It was just really white boxed. I don't know if you know what that means in the in the commercial real estate world, but basically means it doesn't have anything. Um, so I was able to kind of blank slate it um, with that. You know, it cost quite a bit to to bring it up to what I wanted to, but pretty proud of how it looks. Um, a lot of people went in there and said it's the best restroom room they've ever seen outside of a a school and a university. And I'm talking some pretty big names that went in there and seen it. So Happy with that. Um, happy with the feedback we're getting. Um, but I think I read your Facebook post and you kind of nailed it right on, Rex, as far as like it takes full buy-in and people coming out and actually, you know, not just saying, hey, it's it's actually coming out and being a part of it. And it's not Homestead people that need to support you. It's Snyder people. It's Carroll people. It's Belmont people. It's it's other people that, that know what it takes and know that uh, you're going to step out. You're going to go way out on a limb. And your family's going, what are you doing? This is craziness. Yep. But uh, then you step in and there's enough people that said, you know, we're going to support that by sending our kids there. And I talked last week on our show. Uh, you had a Facebook post of your own that uh, you guys went to a tournament and those little kids had all kind of medals hanging on. So you've got some success already after the first round of it yeah there's kids out there that have been obviously the success doesn't come from just being in the facility those those kids have been there done that already and, and now they're buying into what we're doing and, and we're just helping we're a supplement it, I, I it gives them a place to go yeah absolutely and it really does need to stay a supplement I, i'm not looking to take over anyone's <clears throat> high school program i'm just trying to bring all the high schools together and uh, work with that there's nights you know right now my middle school preseason we have a ton of carol kids and i'm happy to do it um, uh, good, hardworking kids. That's all we ask for. So when a parent brings a young wrestler up to your facility for the first time, they hear about this place, what sort of amenities can they expect? What, what kind of facility do you have? Explain to somebody who's never been there, who hears about this place for the first time, what do you, what do you find when you walk in the door? So it's pretty open. You, you walk in, uh, I think 30-foot ceilings we have. Um, if I roll out one part of the map, generally laying down, we have about 84 foot by 36 foot, 36 foot of mat space. Um, we have five showers, two girl showers, th- three male showers, uh, weightlifting um, in the back corner, um, TV, stereo system, clock that runs off the stereo. So some technology in there that's part of it. And there's a lot of times I'll start off with um, – some of our, uh, our practices, and I'll, I'll put an inspirational video up on the TV and kind of run it from there. But basically, just it's all things wrestling. It, it's wall pads all the way around, um, a place for uh, parents to sit. They bring lawn chairs, and it's uh, there's walkway enough for people to walk in front of them, so it's not overcrowded as far as that goes. Um, uh, a, a good front desk that has, you know, you got defense soap here. We got defense soap that we're selling there. Uh, just to make sure, and, and we try to uh, I buy the most expensive cleaner I got to keep the funk out of the room if I can. 
So, Andy, um, if you can, is there a way that you want to maybe lay out? I mean, it's not free to kids to wrestle there. Do you want to talk about your pricing schedule to give somebody an idea that if they don't know, you know, what's it going to cost for my kid to come and be part of this program? Sure. So <clears throat> initially when I started, I was just trying to have academies do their own thing and then do live wrestling night on Wednesdays and do meet the coach and all that stuff. The meet the coach, uh, not, not, not quite as much buying as I was hoping. Um, a lot of things are going to like try it, try it, trial and error. Um, it's going to be a lot. So, um, the, the little hammers, uh, is, is twice a week and it's $75 a month and we go Monday and Thursdays, six thirty to eight. And then we have the Fort wrestling club, which is a hundred bucks, but that's for two months and you get a Rudy shirt with it. Um, and it's Monday and Thursday, it's five thirty to six thirty, and that's more for the beginners. So, uh, we're, we're starting to kind of, uh, go out into the travel league kind of scene and, and, which, which I enjoy more than going to just a regular tournament. Um, youth tournament where I've had many times where I take my Spartan kids or the kids at, at DeKalb when I was coaching them and they wrestled a match and I didn't get a chance to see the match because I was busy over there with someone else and a kid walks off the mat and he's pretty upset because he lost or whatever and no one was there to coach him. The good thing about the, the dual series and the travel team is like you're it's a team based and you have coaches in the corner at all times. Now did you set up that pricing schedule based off of just somebody else was doing something or you just kind of look to see if that's kind of what the going rates were or you just kind of set up what you needed to keep the lights on uh, it's it's not what i need to keep the lights on <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna pass we're gonna pass the bucket here after the night it, yeah so it, it really is uh, you got to keep it affordable right you yeah. know w when i had big camps or clinics and i had tom ryan there and I humphrey and all that i was told like look you can't do more than a hundred dollars a day um and i want to provide shirts and all that stuff so Really, it's you just can't go past a certain limit. You can't push people uh, too much. So really, you guys, he's got to kind of fall on that ballpark and and try to make it work. Um, so that's where the other things. I want to do a tournament and a couple other things that hopefully some bigger events that'll help pay for the rest of the year. But yeah, by no way, shape, or form is it uh, what it needs to keep the lights on. It's it's really what it you know just trying to keep it respectable. So on our program in the past, and I was thinking about questions to ask you earlier today. Uh, we've had Mike Gable on here before, uh, who claims, and it's kind of funny to hear, kind of an honor to hear, that he talks about when he first took over at Modern Day, that he mimicked a lot of what Belmont was doing and brought it to Evansville. You know, quite an honor to bestow upon Belmont. Who would you say that you are trying to mimic, or maybe you're not trying to mimic anybody, but who did you steal ideas from as far as different places around the state? No one. So this is a this is a brand new idea that, that nobody else in the state is doing what you're trying to do. I was trying. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I, I have to reevaluate as I go. It, it's a moving target. Um, I, I really wanted to bring academies in there. Like right now, uh, it, Anton Talamante still does his thing with black belt wrestling, and obviously he's going to move towards more privates in middle school and youth during high school season because high schoolers can't compete with each other, which is our um, practice with each other, which I hear is very odd. Um, but the state of Indiana is different. but mm -hmm. um, And then we have Empowered by Three that's doing their academy, and they're still doing their academy on Tuesdays and Sundays, and they do a great job. Um, they kind of bring a holistic view of uh, you know the wrestling. So my goal was to provide a facility for those academies to be a part of, but I quickly learned that that wasn't going to be the only thing that could pay the bills um, the, at all. So, I mean, our live wrestling night was a huge success for high school. Not so much youth in, in, in middle, um, not as much as I would like it. But 
in the off season, there was nights we had forty to sixty kids, a lot of college wrestlers. It was it was really neat. All I did was run a clock and watch wrestling, and it was good wrestling. Like, there were some really cool scrambles. Saw a little great kids come out of there. I saw a lot of kids from Jay County, um, it, just all over the place. Like different kids coming in and competing. So it's just really just been a moving target. So for some of our listeners, you, you mentioned CIA Red Cobra. Cower uh, Mauer Coughlin comes to mind. Where do those clubs hold their practices? Are they at high schools or are they at private facilities? <clears throat> I think, from my understanding, the contenders, I think, might be at high schools, right? Or in CIA, might be at high school. Contenders might be Cathedral. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, Red Cobra has a place. Uh, I think Mauer has a place. I know Midwest Extreme has a place. I know that uh, uh, Midwest Training, set, I get the names confused, but Midwest mm-hmm. um, uh, Flieger has his own place. Um, so I think it really, I think Outlaws kind of has a bunch of different places. So really, it just matters. I think but, Elite has its own place. But as the sport has evolved here in Indiana over the last decade or two, that really, like you said earlier in the segment, that really has become the route that the elite wrestlers are taking. There's, there's hardly anybody who's wrestling on the second day at state who hasn't, you know, if you're in the know, you know, Oh, he's a CIA kid. He's a Mauer Coughlin kid. You know where they go. That really is the, that really is one of the big differences in Northeast Indiana where we're, I don't want to say behind because I kind of liked how we did before, but things changed. Right. And we got to follow suit. And a lot of, uh, I don't think in, Indy cares where their kids go to train, if that makes sense. Uh, like those schools, Brownsburg doesn't, you know, Snyder's not going to care that their kids over there learning this stuff at, you know, the outlaws or are being a part of that. And, you know, Cathedral definitely doesn't care. Like it doesn't, it, it's, it, the, those coaches are willing to accept the fact that kids are getting trained other places and coming to the program. I'm not saying that that's necessarily right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's the avenue things have went. And that's part of what we got to be a part of if we want to compete on that level. So, Dane, as the first period has wound its way down, we're getting ready for a break. And I uh, see here where it says uh, spot. Talk about uh, Brad Weber. Uh, Brad Weber is a neighbor of mine. He's uh, very supportive of all the sports that happen in uh, Decatur. And I think he just wants to see sports be um, overall well-funded, uh, competitive, and uh, he's going to be there to do whatever it takes. Uh, he's a football official. I see him taking his dog Moose walking every uh, Friday afternoon at about 4 o'clock doing his pregame warm-up walk with Moose. And uh, he's just there. And uh, he's one of those guys that uh, helps sponsor our show just so we can talk about sports, about Adams County, whether it's girls volleyball, whether it's cross country, or whether it's wrestling. Uh, uh, he's one of those, uh, the family, to support everybody to help bring this show to you on air. And that's uh, Brad Weber family. Yeah, he's a former DeKalb guy, Brad. I know Brad well. Yeah, and uh, I I noticed that he, you know, he has no connection to the volleyball program, but he was out on Facebook and Twitter last night and this morning just talking about how much fun he had following them, how hard they played. Uh, He's gotten involved in the Flag Football League uh, with really no reason to, to, to get involved with it other than he's got a young son. And he just is really, really supportive of what Coach Hall does with the football program and really wants to see them succeed and realizes how important the athletic department at Belmont is to the city of Decatur. With that, we're going to send it back to studio for a round of messages. We'll be back with the second period right after these messages. 
Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Welcome back to the Hager Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And Dane, you don't have your paper up, and I, I can't read that. Afraid, of, afraid I maybe messed up the Hager Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly. But we are back at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and once again, the uh, the nachos special is what we went with tonight, and it was uh, wonderful. And uh, we're going to work Jason over there for possibly some uh, other options next Sunday night. But uh, we're still co- uh, joined here by Coach uh, Andy Oberlin. And, of course, Rex, both of our wives made fun of us a little bit tonight for ordering the exact same thing. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't reach too deep in my closet, and uh, I didn't wear the same outfit as you did. But And my so, wife also told you what, I, what she calls yeah, you, right? I know, yeah. I know, I know. So let's switch caps for <clears throat> Coach Oberlin tonight, and let's talk a little bit about... Wait a minute, oh, before, oh. We, before we get off that topic, talking about Joe's come next week, talking about caps... He needs to bring an Indiana Mad Hat with him next week. Do you think he actually listens to the whole podcast? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> it's the best wrestling radio talk show in the state of Indiana. I would agree with that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Because Gorilla Radio doesn't count. Those guys just get on and yammer. <laughs> we'll give him a hard time. We'll see if he listens to that. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little bit about Homestead Spartan Wrestling. Um, I know that you guys are starting the year with some home duels over the Thanksgiving weekend. Kind of excited that Belmont is back in a Thanksgiving duel setting. Belmont's going to be wrestling five matches on Friday and five matches on Saturday. Something that they haven't done in, gosh, it's been a while since they used to switch between Peru and Yorktown. But those fans who have been around the Belmont program a long time will remember ten duels over two days at Wawasee. And then some some rough and tumble matches at Valparaiso. Uh, tell us a little bit about who's going to be at your your Thanksgiving duels. Yeah, so um, Northridge, Yorktown, Connorsville, Wayne, uh, Northside, Fairfield, us. Um, I think a, a few others in there. Um, well, Northridge has definitely had some really quality teams over the last couple of years. That will be a very good duel for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that it'll come down between us and Northridge in the end for 
uh, who, who, who's the top spot on that one. And then the following weekend, I'm looking at Indiana Matt. And by the way, if we're going to plug Indiana Matt, Joe has taken the next step to try to reach John Harrell status. And he has linked the schedules with the results. Uh, the last couple of years, you've been able to input your schedule. It's been a great tool. I'm sure you use it as a head coach. You know you've got 18 points to use, and then you get somebody that backs out because of COVID, and immediately you jump on Indiana Matt and see who has an opening you know, on this weekend, on that weekend, who, who, still, who still needs a dual meet, that kind of thing. But now he's, he's linked that schedule to the results, so it all goes in together just like the John Harrell website does for football and boys basketball and girls basketball. But it looks like you're heading to Westfield on December 4th. Westfield and Zionsville have two top 20 programs for sure this year. Yes. So, Andy, my question is, Dane mentioned COVID. Last year, uh, you guys kind of got cheated a little bit, and I got taken out uh, by COVID, and you have to bring two sec two wrestlers to sectional. Is that correct? Uh, we, didn't, we weren't able to bring two of our wrestlers to sectionals, and then we qualified 10 of the wrestlers to regionals, and we lost six of them. Okay. So we brought four to regionals. Um, so, but knowing that your, your program was shortened last year somewhat, are those kids ready to come out and make a statement this year? My kids worked their butt off for the last, like, four months. Uh, since the facility's been open, they've, they've really worked hard. So um, I got five, six seniors, one that wasn't out, who was out last year um, due to other reasons other than COVID. But I have six seniors this year, and we had zero last year. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm hoping for, for some good things. Well, I've been around long enough, and obviously Rex has been around a lot longer, but uh, I've seen Homestead go to the bottom and then up and then bottom back out. And now in the last two years, I've really been impressed with what the program has been able to do. What kind of expectations do you have for this year? Because there were times there where you'd wrestle Homestead, Belmont would, and you'd think the Homestead might win one or two bouts. Yeah. Uh, but the last three or four years, you guys, uh, you know, not on Belmont's schedule anymore, but we've seen you wrestle against Adam Central um, and pick up some pretty big wins in the last two years. Yeah, so uh, the coaching staffs have remained the same. Uh, DeVoe kind of uh, took a step back, but I think he's going to uh, go back in the room. But we're pretty intense. Like, we're, we're, uh, we're all on the same page, and we all work really hard. Um, I'm really hoping for a sectional championship. I want to make a run at regionals, and I want to, I want to qualify, see if I can get some qualifiers and state place winners this year and then just make that a regular occurrence. Well, I know I've talked to uh, Coach Caprino, and we'll give Joe a hard time. He said that when I talked to him last week, Carroll is going to be very green, and they have a lot of new guys in the lineup. Uh, it's going to be a very different team than what they've had for the last several years. So that Carroll regional – and we'll talk to Coach Culp here in a couple of weeks, is going to be wide open. And that's kind of exciting. Yeah, so uh, Colt, I'm, I'm a Colt fan. Um, I'm also a Krause fan. I mean, I think both those guys work really hard. Um, I, I think it. Uh, I, I think between Garrett, Columbia City, us, and I think Snyder can sneak in there. I think Snyder has some powerhouse. Uh, like they do a pretty good job over there. Um, it, it should be an interesting regionals, let's put it that way. And well, uh, I do know that uh, Mr. Coach Culp may have a tag-along rider with him when he comes to visit us that week. We may have a, a write-in special guest for that night that uh, kind of lined up next week. Uh, 
or the net when he's in here we talked to him last week uh, there's a new coach that's back in the area that may be a travel partner with him that night so we're going to keep that secret until we roll that out we got to keep it a secret it's Coach Randy Kirby's back in here, and I think it's going to be it's going to be Kirby and Culp here that night, and uh, I think that's going to be a show that you just can't miss. Yeah, Coach Kirby obviously has been everywhere. He's been from Fort Wayne Northside to Evansville Central, and now that uh, Jake O'Neill has taken the job at Warren Central, Bluffton, he built uh, that program at Bluffton. He's now the head coach at Wabash, so that'll be a really interesting interview, and uh, there'll be some really good stories w- for him to share, both from a Belmont perspective and just from uh, the perspective of a guy who has coached in, you know, half the regionals in the state and has been everywhere and, and, and still obviously enjoys doing it and wants to keep doing it. And was Coach Culp's coach? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe one of these times we'll get the our, – our, what did you call her last time? Our, the, the most important Culp to the show? I don't remember what it was that you called, but maybe we'll get Pat on here too. <laughs> she's the brains of the operation when she, it comes. She runs the state of Indiana when, when it, it comes, comes to, to tournaments. And it doesn't even matter if it's on at two locations or four locations. She's still, she's still in charge. So uh, I believe Andy, you still have Adam Central on the schedule. Is yes. that correct? Yep. I believe it's actually in the old. If we go way back, it's in the old slot where Belmont used to be. About the first Tuesday after January first, uh, we don't have that match on the radio, unfortunately. But tell us a little bit about what you think about Adam Central going forward this year. Uh, I don't. I don't have as much information on Adam Central as I do Jay County. Um, I know that last year we dueled them, and it was. I just know this much: whenever we wrestle any from anyone from the Adams County, it's it's tough. Like, and they always have some solid wrestlers in there. Um, so really, I I don't have a, a, a ton of information on them. But you do wrestle Jay County after them, then. Yes, and we were talking earlier earlier about uh, some of their numbers and and what they have that's going on and exciting, and that's a really good team for you to get on your schedule. Yeah, every year, like, and I know that you know people can talk class wrestling and all that stuff, but I've been I coached at Calvert a long time. I, I I went to East Side way back in the day. I'm at Homestead now. Pride in the program's huge, right? And and, and to me, those programs have pride, and and pride to me is much uh, much more important than you know being a 5a school or a big school and so when whenever we're wrestling those schools i don't think size or anything i think hey they're coming to battle and and, and the, those those kids have you know they, they've been wrestling a long time well we've been around coach myers to, uh you know long enough to think back to what he did at the south adams program and we were talking earlier about homestead when they were at their at their lowest you know south adams was pretty low there for a while and when Coach Myers came in, all of a sudden, you know, South Adams had guys wrestling under the lights at the field house. And he took that program from basically nothing to, you know, a contender wrestling at the very first team state event, those types of things. Then he takes a job at Jay County. And Jay County, you know, the nice thing for him was they had a little bit of history uh, that went back several decades. And they had former state champions. And they've got buy-in from the community and from alumni and that kind of thing. But what he's been able to do, taking kids and getting them interested in wrestling and the numbers that he's got, we were talking earlier about the girls' numbers, he's done a great job of promoting girls' wrestling, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a program that I respect a lot. You know, that, that Jay County program did slide a little bit from its uh, heyday, but, uh, but 
by him coming back in uh, has boosted that back up, and uh, they're they're another class uh, team that's uh, really a, a handful to uh, take on, and uh, that's something that we when we go into that regional and have to wrestle them, uh, they've really made some uh, some noise last year and really made it hard for Belmont to come out of there. And Jay County will be at the at the two A team state finals at, at Warren Central. And they were young last year. Oh, I mean, yeah. some really good young kids, like really good. So, yeah, well, and they and they weren't even supposed to be there. Remember? Yeah, they they weren't on the original list. They got added in only because Newcastle and Boonville backed out. So the third period, uh, second period has wound its way down, and we're going to head into the third period right after this commercial break. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year-round. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Welcome back to the Haggard Seppin' Hershey's Old High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. As we head into the third period here, uh, Coach Oberlin's still with us here uh, for this extended version of our show which will carry on in the podcast and uh, for all those out there that uh, did not recall this is up on the WZBD podcast page I went through and listened to last week's show and uh, I'd like to thank Dave Nathan for getting that put up for us quickly I mean it was up the very next day and uh, that's something to tune in I think uh, Joe has it linked up on com as well yeah it's up on the Indiana Matt podcast page podcast page sorry and uh, you'll be able to listen to it all season long, and we've got a lot of great guests planned, and I think we can announce after some negotiations, they weren't negotiations, with some discussion with Dean Hooper at uh, Mishawaka High School, we will be bringing you an episode of High School Wrestling Weekly live from Mishawaka High School at the start of the Al Smith Tournament, and I'm really excited about that, and Coach Calver and I are going to bring that to you. We're going to have lots and lots of guests, and I believe... Dean has promised that none other than Al Smith himself is going to be one of our guests. So that's very exciting. Not to let that get past, uh, we did talk the studio into recording the Girls Volleyball State Championship last night, hoping that they got a win out of it. And that episode rebroadcast will be on the podcast page. Hopefully tomorrow David's going to get that up for us. So uh, all those girls that uh, want to relive that uh, Great game. We'll be able to go to the WZBD.com podcast page and listen to that podcast. 
It was quite a broadcast. I know I was tired by the time it was over. It didn't start until it seemed like two hours late and everybody was asking, what are you guys going on? What are you guys going on? We should have been listening to the Purdue game. but And, of course, you know, Purdue put off a big win. So <laughs> we did spoil it a little bit, but that's okay. So, Well, Andy, let's switch gears again, I guess, and let's talk a little bit. We, we've talked earlier about wrestling in the Fort Wayne area and having to have pride and some of the other guys from other schools. Let's talk a little bit about some of the guys in our area that don't go to Homestead, aren't from Adams County, but that we're really excited about. And I, I'm going to go sort of from the smallest to the biggest. And I guess one of the names I'd like to talk about is Easton Doster. He's a freshman. If you're just maybe a, a casual wrestling fan, you haven't heard of him yet because you only follow high school wrestling. You probably know about Owen Doster, who wrestled at New Haven and then went to Wabash. But what do you know about Easton? Um, he went to quite a, quite a bit of our live wrestling on, uh, at the fort and he's a pretty tough kid for, uh, coming in. He's not going to wrestle like a freshman. Let's put it that way. He's going to take it to you. He goes hard. Um, he's dedicated and uh, he puts the work in like, that's what I see. Like he is, he's absolutely going to just come after you. And I don't think it doesn't, I don't think it matters if you, you placed, if you won, Whatever whatever it is you did last year, I don't think he's going to care. So if we're going to plug Indiana Matt a little bit more, uh, if you buy the preseason mag, you're going to get access to the preseason rankings. And there are two New Haven wrestlers ranked in the top 20 in the state at both 106 and 113. And it's kind of exciting for the first time, and I think it's been over 10 years, there's going to be a female in the top yeah. 20 rankings, and she's also from New Haven. And she's got a little bit of a Belmont connection, and that's Juliana Ocampo. So, you know, New Haven comes out of the gate with a ranked wrestler at 106, a ranked wrestler at 113. Uh, that's pretty exciting for the Bulldogs. The last girl to be ranked uh, just competed in the Olympics this past summer from Indiana, from Culver, and Kayla Miracle, uh, she was the last girl ranked. Uh, she was the first girl ever to qualify for the state finals, and we had that match right in front of us, and she wrestled. Uh, the young wrestler from Garrett named Lee, again, Hayden Lee. Hayden Lee, yeah. And uh, it took a last couple of second uh, move for him to take her out that she was not the first female to place in the state of Indiana, and she was right there with him the whole way. And I'll give a shout-out to Indiana Matt. You know, Joe has uh, enlisted Brandon Razzo, and he, you know, Indiana Matt has girls' rankings also. I mean, everything that you could want. Uh, to analyze in Indiana high school wrestling is available to you on Indiana Matt, and I'm really excited about getting a chance to see her wrestle and to see New Haven. Also, the nostalgia a little bit. We talked earlier in the first episode of this season that Belmont's going to be wrestling New Haven. It's going to be the exact 60th anniversary of the very first Decatur wrestling match. It's going to be one day off instead of December 6th. It's December 7th or something like that. And uh, we'll get to see Juliano Campo and Easton Doster as they wrestle. Uh, maybe we'll get Easton Doster to bump up to wrestle Ike Rubel. I don't know. Well, I, think they, I think they're pretty good buddies. <laughs> so uh, going further down the list of the Indiana Matt rankings, Ike Rubel is ranked number one. Do you have any observations about what you've seen from Ike over the last couple of years? Um, he's a competitor, obviously. Like he, he goes out and gets after it. I've seen him in the offseason a little bit. Um, actually, his dad helped me mop mats one night, and we had a good chat. He's a good dude. 
Um, he's, he, he seems like he was a pretty good wrestler back in the day too, right? I see him in the off season a lot too. He drives his golf cart right past my house because he does a <laughs> lot of golfing in the summertime. Yeah, it, it, good kid. It, it seems, just loves wrestling um, and obviously has been there, done that, and the kid can scramble. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of route Ike takes as far as weight, but I think in the end, I think we're going to see him at 120 this year. That's where Indiana Matt has him ranked at number one heading into the season. And as we think about it a little bit, uh, some of the other wrestlers that are ranked there, Hayden DeMarco from Chesterton is ranked number four. That's a potential Al Smith matchup. Uh, But outside of that, if I look at the other names on this list of wrestlers, they're not on Belmont's schedule. So we very much could be in a position where, where Ike is undefeated, ranked number one, he heading into, yeah. into the state finals. So uh, excited about that. As we scroll down, or as I scroll down, that is, uh, I see Jay County names again and again. Absolutely. They are just loaded in some of those lower weights. And Tony Wood is one of those guys who is definitely going to be vying for a state medal this year. Yeah, he, he put a ton of work in the offseason. Like, I saw him at a lot of places. I saw him at our place quite a bit in a live wrestling night, and that kid is a scrambler also. The key is – and he's a competitor, right? Like, he, he goes after it, and his dad is very supportive. Um, it, I'm excited to – I'm really excited to watch him wrestle. I'm excited – I'm really excited about Ike, too. I, I'm, I'm hoping he captures it this year. Like, and I think, you know, right here in this very facility, we had our live broadcast – as people were gathered around here to listen to Ike in the finals last year, they broadcast his first match at the high school as he and Doby wrestled. But I got a feeling that everybody from Fort Wayne is cheering for him uh, at whatever level he is at, at state in February. He's a good kid. Uh, scrolling further down the list, we take a look and we see a couple of Bluffton kids in both uh, Mr. Lewis and Mr. Birch. And... It's kind of funny. We've talked about this a couple times in our volleyball broadcast. Mr. Birch finds his way into the Belmont student section at various volleyball events. He was there in the front row yesterday at Ball State, but he had a pretty rough injury in the Belmont wrestling room this spring and has come back from injury, and he's a senior. He wrestled great last year at State, and I'm really excited about how he can represent our area come tournament time. And he has another tie. One of our uh, fine commercial, uh, commercial sponsors, uh, Nate Bauer's Body and Paint, is his, nep- he is his nephew. Yeah, and looking at those rankings at 132, there are three wrestlers in the top 12 from the Jay County sectional. So, you know, it has to be said, though, anybody who's willing to wrestle 132 at the same weight as Zeke Seltzer is – you know, that means you can't cut to you. You don't they, go to thirty eight, and you can't go twenty six. That's what that's. They have some courage, or you think they just fall in there by default? You have no choice. You got a wrestler, maybe. Maybe or you just looking to place. <laughs> well, the reason you're wrestling one thirty two is because you don't want to wrestle one thirty eight. Because who's at one thirty eight? Jesse Mendez. Jesse Mendez, <laughs> and we just saw that he signed with Ohio State. State yep. uh, any any thoughts on his commitment? Was that a surprise to you? Yeah, no, I, I. The guy could go anywhere he wanted to, right? Basically, he, yeah, I had some inside knowledge, at the, but I don't know if it changed. But Ian Heath is really good friends with him, and is like, and I had Tom Ryan come and do a camp, and I had Logan Stephen <clears> come and do a camp, and you know, all fingers were pointing towards Ohio State, and it could change. But I, I 
really thought that that was going to happen. Yeah, and obviously Big Ten wrestling is where it's at nationally, and it's really exciting to see those kids that we really fall in love with at, at watching from regular season tournaments and you get to the state finals. And it's one of those weird things. Sometimes you get into sporting events and you really want to see the underdog beat and get you know win and get the upset. But you watch some of these kids in the high school wrestling tournament, you're like, man, I, just, I, I want to see that kid be a four-time yeah. state champ. I don't want to see him lose. I want him to finish 150 and 0. And Jesse Mendez is, is one of those kinds of kids. Well, I tell you what, it used to be when you turn on Big Ten wrestling and watch Big Ten matches, you didn't see any Indiana kids. And now it's just littered with Indiana kids, the guys that we've seen wrestle in state finals in the past years. The Indiana level of ability has climbed up to they're very prominent in the Big Ten uh, league. Yeah, and it's fun. You, you watch the NCAAs and, and you, you know guys. You, you saw them as freshmen and sophomores and and that's a lot of fun. Dobie Litchfield also re- uh, ranked at 138, as is Julius Garrenser, who's a guy that has wrestled a ton in the offseason from what I've seen get the from best, Daleville. Got the best mullet in Delaware County. <laughs> oh, so scrolling further down, we've got A.J. Dahl, who's ranked at 145, and he's one of those guys. You know, we talk about a lot of these guys, and they're year-round wrestlers, but A.J. Dahl's a three-sport star. He's been doing great on the football field. He's been dynamic. He's been carrying the ball more the last five or six games. He's killing it on defense. He's playing special teams. And just committed last week to Indiana Tech. I did not know that. I missed that. I believe Mr. Gonna, Sports Editor he, he, not doing his job. He's going to be. A, he's going to play baseball, I believe, for him. And he has done a phenomenal job of, of being a very good catcher, and that has gotten him a spot in, on a college team. So uh, we look for him to hopefully find his way back to the state finals this year. Are we, do we have time left here? Yeah, you got, you got a little bit. Okay. And then uh, as we go down, we don't want to skip over Toby Abbott as we talk to Tony a lot on this show. And, you know, Tony's all in on Toby wrestling, you know, year-round. Uh, he's been in a lot of tournaments. He was a state placer last year, the very first state placer from, from Cowan. And it's incredible what he's been able to do with that program. And his younger brother's right behind him. His younger brother's uh, another good lightweight for them. Yeah, it's a, I had no clue who Cowan was before he got there. Let's put it that way. And now I do. I got a bright orange shirt and my stack of T-shirts at home that look like Big Bird wearing, but it's a, it's a Cowan Blackhawk T-shirt. Yeah, he's doing a great job. As we scroll further down, we've got Alex Curry and Duke Myers, both ranked in the top ten at 160. Those two could meet uh, three or four times this year. It'll be interesting to see what football does to Adam Central's schedule for sure. And going further down, I was hoping to get to Mr. Vizi. There he is. He's at 182. So Snyder's got a freshman, Dial Capone Vizi. They've got him ranked second in the state behind Drake Buchanan of Center Grove. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Vizi. He's an animal. Uh, Eric, his dad, his dad. Like I've been following him for a long time as far as on Facebook and and, and and watching what he's been doing, but his dad is a, a good positive dude and he's got <laughs> it's almost got got a, a set of handlers. Like he's he's got his crowd of uh, of coaches and people supporting him and around him and the kid puts the work in. And, and he's got man strength. Like everyone I've talked to that have wrestled him and, and I get some wrestlers I've, I've watched. You know, I, I was sick the night he came to live wrestling night, but 
I watched him toss some kids in my room from the video, and he's um, I'm excited for it. Real deal, gold medalist in the Pan Am Games in both Greco and freestyle, correct? Yes, yeah, it, 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 easily from what I saw, right? Like it, 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 he's he's a good wrestler. So the third period has come to an end. We're going to take this final break and come back for the overtime period. After these messages from our fine sponsors, you're listening to High School Wrestling here on the Haggard Scepter Hershey Zilt High School Wrestling Weekly. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street, Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Welcome back to the Hager Center Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, uh, good food tonight as uh, everybody in attendance uh, was well-fed and uh, still a lot of drinks on the table. There's an empty bucket down there by your dad, Dane, but uh, uh, <laughs> we're in the overtime period here. And uh, what do you want to touch in the overtime period here? Well, we'd, I wanted to just finish up our discussion and, and make sure that we didn't miss out on anybody. And obviously, we've seen Blake Hirely out on the football field this fall, and uh, he's not going to be wrestling 182, Rex. I'll tell you that. He is huge, he is strong, and he's ready to make his mark on the Adam Central record books. He and Curry both. And that's a couple of hammers for a small single-A school and I don't care what anybody says, Adam Central is right now, even with the delay that they're going to experience because of their football success, they're going to be a contender in Class A. Uh, I don't know how it's all going to shake out with Team State. Uh, I know that last year the two top teams were Tell City and North Posey. They've graduated some kids, whereas Adam Central, they didn't graduate anybody. They didn't have anybody on their roster off the top of my head at sectional last year. It's not back this year. I think their senior heavyweight that just kind of came out. Yeah, and he didn't even grade. wrestle at, yeah. at, at sectional. So they are ready to go, and they've got some new names also in the wrestling room, and I think they've got a couple of recruits who may have switched from that sport with the round ball and are coming out for wrestling. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about the season that they're going to have going forward. It's just going to start a little bit late, I think. It is, and I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get that December 2nd match between Adam Central and Belmont on our regular radio schedule. I think that one might get moved. But I, I think their Thanksgiving turkey might get delayed. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a maybe that'll be a Friday a Friday night the day after Thanksgiving game or do you think it'll be a Saturday? One or the other. It'll it, it's gonna be interesting. I, I think that whoever wins between Adam Central and South Adams is going to be favored at the semi state level. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then scrolling down to heavyweight, we looked at this a little bit last week as who was ranked number one but there's some pretty decent guys returning in our semi-state 
the heavyweight from Angola kind of took us by surprise last year at uh, semi-state. Yeah. I didn't know much about him. Do you see Angola at all during the, the regular season? No, I don't. So I didn't know anything about him, but he was really impressive last year. And then um, you've also got Clifford from Columbia City yep. who made it to state last year. And I really thought that, that um, Jason Orr from Muncie Central had a chance last year. He's wrestled a lot over the off season. Coach AJ has told us about that, and I think he's a guy who's really hoping to come out of the Jay County Regional as a regional champ with a chance to punch his ticket for the Bearcats. Do you want to, do you want to give a little plug for AJ? This feeling like hurt a little bit. Do, do we want to bring in Coach Calvert? No, no, AJ Bradley. Oh, oh, AJ he's, Bradley. Yeah, his feelings are hurt because you didn't mention his. Oh person. well, he is going to be at the Homestead Thanksgiving duels. There you go. So we want to make sure that. Gets his shout out. My fault. My fault. <laughs> DeKalb's going to be there also. Okay. Well, <laughs> you just slided them too, yeah. apparently. Yeah. That's okay. But I, you know, after Belmont's taken the Thanksgiving duels off for so many years, I'm really excited about it. It's a chance to really take those guys who win that first round of wrestle offs and say, hey, here are, and it doesn't matter whether it's one day or two days, here's five matches, here's eight matches, here's 10 matches. Go out, and that's your spot for this weekend. See what happens with it. And then you get into those late December holiday tournaments, and instead of – Belmont's been going into those seating meetings at the Al Smith, and they've been 7-3 and three or 8-2, and two, and it doesn't get them anywhere. And now they're going to have an opportunity to be you know, 15-3 and three or 16-2 and two and have a little bit better chance at getting one of those top eight seats. And in that Al Smith tournament with 32 teams, 33 right now apparently – uh, it, the, your your record means something. Yeah, I would love to be in the Alsmister. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I really want to be in it someday. Well, they've got thirty three teams scheduled right now. They originally said that they were going to try to figure out how to get rid of one team, and I said, no, don't get rid of a thirty third team. There's always forfeits. You can just you know let everybody mesh in. I do know that according to the list that Dean sent me, Edwardsburg, Michigan is going to be there. There hasn't been a Michigan team. In the tournament since I've been going, and I've been going for 20-plus years, so I'm excited about that. There haven't been a whole lot of out-of-state teams recently. I know that Perry Meridian has switched, but it's still a really good cast of, of teams. You've got Cathedral. You've got Columbus East. Mishawaka's great. Penn had a great team last year. They absolutely stomped on Belmont last year when we came back from COVID. But it's going to be a great tournament. And for the first time ever, we're going to be covering it live on WZBD. And that uh, southwest corner of Michigan, when I wrestled in college, I wrestled with a lot of those guys up there. Edwardsburg, I had guys on my team from Edwardsburg, Coloma, uh, Water Valite, uh, a lot of those little small schools, Cassopolis, Dwajak, a lot of nice little, pretty tough little teams just across the border up there. Coach, do you have uh, any experience wrestling out-of-state teams? You got anybody on your schedule that's from Michigan or Ohio? No. It's kind of a, a, a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get. I know that Coach Myers at Jay County has, has wrestled in a Saturday five-way over in Ohio. He's scheduled a couple of Ohio teams. I know the East Central uh, 3A champions last year at Team State, they've scheduled a lot. Of course, they're right on the border. Um, you know, Indiana has some weird travel rules when it comes to yeah. out-of-state tournaments, and that's up for discussion a lot amongst some of the elite coaches and elite programs that want to go out and they want to wrestle some teams from from Pennsylvania and from all of those places. But, you know, the IHSAA has their rules and you, you got to follow them. Yep. So, Coach, we uh, really appreciate you coming on, being our guest tonight and uh, talking about your new venture for the Fort Wrestling Facility. I'd like to 
Thank you for uh, attending. And uh, Dane and I did forget to tell you in, in advance that uh, part of the uh, fee to be on our show is swag. Got to have some swag. So next time you come on, if you got a couple of uh, Fort uh, Rustling hats, you know, we'll, we'll take that as, as payment. So You get plenty of shirts. Okay, good. Well, before we go off the air, we want to tell you what's going to be on WZBD as far as sports for the rest of the week. Tuesday night is the opening uh, basketball game for Purdue as the Boilermakers take on Bellarmine. That's a 6 p.m. pregame with a 7 p.m. tip. Then on Wednesday, you got the Jeff Brom Show and Coach Brom's on a roll. He beat Michigan State at home this past weekend. He's got to go to Ohio State. Purdue's already scalped two top five teams. And they got a chance to do it against another one this coming Saturday. Then we've got Pacers basketball Wednesday night. That's an 8.30 pregame as the Pacers travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. The Pacers again on air as they take on the Utah Jazz Thursday night. Then on Friday night, we've got to skip the Purdue game because we've got regional football between Adams Central and South Adams down in Bern. Rex and uh, Coach Maki will be on the call for that matchup, and then we'll have Indiana Sports Talk after that. Then you've got Purdue football as they travel to Ohio State, who will be ranked in the top five. And then we've got our first basketball broadcast of the season as the Blackford Bruins head to South Adams to issue in the Wayne Krieger era at South Adams, the new girls basketball head coach. And then on Sunday, we've got Colts football and then our show next week here live at the Double E. And before we leave, we're going to sneak one more ad in here. Thanks, Rex. Hey, uh, one of our great sponsors downstairs from us, the Cross Creek Golf Club. If you're interested in golf and the weather was beautiful today, Cross Creek was open. You can still play right now. And if you're looking for a membership, something to do for your family next year, now's the time to buy your membership for next year. The prices are lower than they'll be after the first of the year. Stop in and check it out. You can get a couple's membership, senior membership. For your children, if you'd like to get your kids started playing golf, there are are memberships just for young adults. Don't forget, coming up in June, there will be clinics for your youngsters, both boys and girls. That's Cross Creek Golf Club right here down below the Double Eagle. Make sure you check it out. Nothing better than getting your kids involved with golf. Thank you. So as we wrap up here, we want to make sure that we thank all of our sponsors, from Heller Nursery to Paul Baker Drywall, Bowers Body Shop, Decatur Package Liquor, DDD Maintenance and Repair, Haggard and Sefton, Funeral Home, Ted Sprunger Insulation, the Brad Weber family, of course the Fort Wrestling Facility, and uh, we just are really thankful that we have the opportunity to sit here and talk about high school wrestling two weeks before the season has even started, and I want to make sure that we plug a big event that's coming up as Coach Myers is really excited about it, uh, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday on the 17th, Belmont is going to host and open to the public wrestle-off it at the high school. Uh, it's going to be a fundraiser for the high school, as Dale Manis has agreed that uh, the admission charge is going to go directly to the wrestling program. I also want to plug, since I work so hard on it, that the uh, merchandise store at one of our great sponsors, Team Mantraware, is open for Belmont Wrestling, and they're doing that in two rounds. You can order apparel online through November 10th, And then those items are going to be ready for the opening Columbia City match. And there will be a second round of apparel. And you want to talk about merch and swag, Rex. 
There are so many things on there that they have, from polos to T-shirts to your Belichick sweatshirt. They've got it all. They've got hats. They've got jackets. We're really excited about the partnership that Belmont Wrestling has with Team Manchewear this season. So with that, we're going to end the show here for the uh, WZBD listeners. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to thank Steve for running board for us. Once again, uh, we're going to have an extended version that will be on the podcast. And uh, once again, tune in next week for more wrestling talk. With that, have a good week. All right, Steve. Now now we can talk about things. Now we're not not on the air. We're in bonus money now. We're in bonus round. Get them all tangled up there. Yeah. There. Now we're we're not. So I'm looking here. You're going to Columbus East. Yes. Yep. That's on December 18th. So Belmont's actually off that weekend now. They were going to Carroll. They dropped Carroll. They picked up this 10-way at Goshen. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, like I said, for – well, Goshen actually dropped out of the Al Smith, and they've been going to the Al Smith for forever, which is kind of interesting. But a, a chance to, to to wrestle some teams that I think Belmont's got a pretty good chance of beating and, and to build up some of those records for this really good senior class as they get ready for some of those bigger tournaments. But um, have you gone to you, – you've yeah. gone there the last couple of years, right? Last year they didn't let us go because of we were in the red zone, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we had cooties. <laughs> cooties. <laughs> COVID cooties. Yeah, we had COVID cooties, so we couldn't go. But, yeah. But, but you're going back there this year? And yeah. I think they're easily one of the top two or three teams in 3A Yeah, heading into this year. Yeah. In the past, I wasn't the head coach, but in the past when we went, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it, it was rough for us. I'm hoping that's not the case this year. Well, he does a great job down there, and they have a, a – Phenomenal, phenomenal program yeah. <laughs> and they've really produced some elite wrestlers not yeah. just guys who are medalists as seniors but just some solid, guys man. who show up to the al smith and you're like man where did this guy come from and they'll be at the al smith again this year and then i i see on your schedule no holiday tournament for you guys no as i'm holding up for al smith man <laughs> <laughs> now did you ever go did you guys just go to connorsville did yeah you? well okay. no it, DeKalb used to go to yeah. Connersville. Um, we used to go to... North Montgomery. Yeah. Right, yeah, to, yeah. Those, to those holiday duels. Yeah. And, you know, the holiday duels are a lot of fun, in my opinion. It doesn't matter where you go. I always liked what North Montgomery did, where they, they had their team duels setting, and then they switched it around, and yeah. they did an individual tournament. And just, uh, it's a good time of year for guys to get five, six, ten matches. One thing about the Al Smith, you know, with 32 teams there, some of you guys who are a little bit weaker or new to the varsity lineup, they go 0-2. Oh, they're done. They don't get a whole lot of experience. But at those types of tournaments, the North Montgomery one, some of the other holiday duels, I really like that about that time of year. And especially now with the team state setting, you've got to have some hat time under your belt by the time you show up in January to, to wrestle at team state. You know, those 5-5 five, five, two-day duels, I mean, those things are incredible because you get guys come in and they come out with 10 matches. But if you have a pretty deep squad – and you get two guys that are battling for it, you can give them each five matches apiece, and it keeps them back in there because you don't know. And in the season, you may have a guy that uh, gets hurt or gets coveted out, and then you come in, and it's like this guy has been behind him, hasn't got, you know, if you wrestle yeah. a tournament, you can put one guy in a tournament. So if you're running the double two-day, the two-day five-five duels, I mean, it, it, it really helps improve your team. Or if you eat too much turkey and you don't make weight, you've got a little bit more, you know, fluctuation. And Belmont's going to have that situation at Goshen, I can guarantee you, because they are so 
thick through 132 all the way up to heavyweight. They're too deep of guys who really have aspirations to be varsity wrestlers. And I think you will see a lot of, of, of squad rotation there as, as they bring guys in and out, maybe bump a guy up because of matchups or just give a, you know, a guy, rather than everybody wrestling five matches, give them three or four and, and get some of the guys who don't have a whole lot of varsity experience who are going to be having big impacts, whether it's Austin Christner or Cole Mendez or those types of guys, I think they'll, they'll get a lot of experience on, on that weekend for sure. So, Andy, uh, uh, Coach, is that one of those things that you like to, if your squad's deep enough, that you can go ahead and bring, bring those guys in and get those extra matches, uh, maybe even some JV guys that are right on the edge that need that extra varsity experience to help bring them to that next level? Yeah, um, but I'll be frank with you, like – a lot of my squads haven't been deep enough yet. <laughs> They're getting there, but, uh, again, this is my second year taking over as head coach. So um, this year for sure uh, I have I have some kids that aren't going to be in the varsity lineup that I'm scared that they might not continue wrestling because they're not going to break that lineup. And that's where pride in the program comes, right? Like being a part of something that's bigger than them. So um, it, it, it's a work in progress. I can see that as being a definite benefit. Well, what else we got, Rex? What do you think? What's on your mind? What do you think about this idea of Belmont hosting a open-to-the-public wrestle-off for everybody to see? Uh, it's something different, and I think that's something that Tim's doing is he's just trying to break the mold. I mean, you don't want the same old, same old that's been going on for the past 20, 30 years. And, and he, it's, there's only so many things you can do to make things interesting and do something different. Uh, one thing you did talk about and uh, we've talked about uh, other coaches, uh, like the Big Ten Network, there's going to be a 10-minute intermission in the middle of the match. People are going to get used to that, and it's like, hey, this is pretty cool. I know that uh, you can get a string of matches going in your way, and the momentum is there, and you want to keep on going, but this is about entertainment. You need to entertain this crowd, and the way you're going to do that is to bring something different in here. We go to girls' volleyball games. In between set two and three, they bring the pizza boxes out, and they, they raise money, and then people serve, and they pay a dollar to try and serve on a pizza box to win a free T-shirt or something. It brings the crowd in, and it's an audience participation kind of thing. that You see other teams and other sports do that. Wrestling's going to have a way to do it, and if it means he's going to take a 10-minute intermission, he's going to have something there. He's going to have old wrestlers come back. He's going to have fans come. He's going to have something there in that 10 minutes to kind of break it up, and he's told the other coaches, this is going to happen. Plan for it. If you're in the middle of a run and you think it's unfair that you're going to lose that momentum, that's the way it is. We're going to tell you up front. Here's a 10-minute break right here. And, Coach, I don't know how your schedule works out this year, but for Belmont, there's just four opportunities the entire season for local fans to come to Belmont High School and see the varsity team wrestle. And I think what Coach Myers has decided and has said that he's thought about for several years as he's thought about, you know, one day if I'm the head coach, this is what I want to do, and that is instead of trying to start the dual meet as quick as we can, and get it finished as quick as we can and get the mats rolled up and get out of there as quick as we can, we're going to enjoy it. There are people in Decatur, and I think you've been around wrestling to know enough about how Belmont works. There are people in Decatur who typically might only come to those four home matches, sure. and, and they're not going to drive to Jay County. They're going to listen to it on the radio or they're going to do whatever, but those four matches, they're willing to come and watch the team. And rather than try to get it done in 47 minutes as quick, quickly as you can and to, to breeze through the JV matches, Coach Myers wants everybody to enjoy it. He wants there to be uh, a, 
a nice program. He wants there to be the intermission where we recognize some old wrestlers where you go back. I remember that kid, that guy, he was in my class, that kind of thing, and, and, and relish the opportunity that we have to all take part in this thing that we really enjoy. Been laughing for years about the, 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 the law office, we call it, up in the corner of the bleachers where I always sit, which is the law office of, of Emmenheiser, Boldemeyer, Horman, and Schultz. None of them are lawyers, of course, but it sounds good, right? And it's just those, those interactions that you have with people at those home meets. I know, Rex, you've had the headset on now for several years. but Just 18. There are, there are people that you see there and that, you, that you, you expect to be there and you want to have conversations with them and you want to enjoy those moments. Uh, he's not making any drastic changes. Crazy Train's still playing, those types of things. But, you know, you see this from coaches all over the state. They're having a dual meet on the stage in the auditorium, or they're hosting an outdoor practice. That's something that Coach Myers has done in Portland. Yeah. Those are the kinds of things that we need to do as wrestling people to try to bring fans, the casual fans, out to, to see a meet. Sure. We need to be entertainers, right? Like, we, we got to go to the next level and get people in there. You know, people make fun of big-time wrestling, but they advertise it as the greatest in sports entertainment. It's it's entertainment, and that's what makes the money, and that's what helps bring a crowd in. And sorry to say, Dane, but most of the fans that were around when I wrestled, I see show up in the obituary column most of the time because <laughs> at 60, and I graduated as 17, I mean, most of my fans uh, are not of this world anymore. <laughs> Well, you know, Belmont still has a great following, and I'm really excited about the four home meets that we have this year. Um, but it, it's, it's difficult to get people to come out on a Tuesday or a Thursday night and spend two hours watching a high school event. And basketball attendance is down in a lot of places, but I know that a lot of coaches from around the state are really trying to take steps to, to remedy that. Sounds good. I think so. Uh, it was a a great show. We we thank Coach Oberlin for uh, joining us. There's only so much you can say before the actual action has started. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, as a as a closing note, tell us about the two or three individuals that you're really excited about from your team this year. Uh, so I have uh, uh, the first one that comes to mind is is my neighbor Giovanni Arsini. Um, he's been grinding it out. Uh, he's probably going to be either 38 or 32. Um, so he's going to be right in that mix. Um, hard-working kid that just keeps going. Um, he, he's getting some really good mat presence, has put all the work in that that he can. The other one that people probably don't know about, um, it, it's you asked for two or three, I got five seniors in. I'm probably going to cry fine. a lot at the end of it. Um, well, we're in bonus time right now anyway, so it's good. You're all good. right, good. So my 26-pounder. Uh, it should be my 26-pounder, uh, Nathan Hauser. I've had him since he was – all these kids are, like, been in my youth club. And my youth club wasn't any – it was a two-month youth club, but they, they've went through, and they're now junior, seniors, and they're starting to actually, like, that little bit of wrestling that they did when they were younger is paying off. My 26-pounder is an extremely smart kid. Like, started wrestling because he was getting picked on. Um, and you'd look at him with, a, with his shirt on and wouldn't think he's going to be anything. But he's really, really flexible and really tough. I think he only had like five losses last year. I think he was like 25 five or something. COVID year, but he's just a tough kid. He probably should have went semi-state. And then uh, uh, Little Miller is going to be probably my 38-pounder. And 
I've coached his – the crazy thing is about him is I coached his two brothers at DeKalb, and he happened to, like, move to Homestead. Like, I didn't even know, like, he had, had nothing to do with me, had everything to do with what was going on with his family. So I've coached all Millers all the way through, and he's going to be a senior this year. He's a pretty good wrestler, explosive, dangerous. Uh, watch out for him. Um, and then I have uh, Matthew Mills. That's uh, unfortunately for him, like his sophomore year, he qualified for semi-state and uh, hurt his shoulder. I, I'm not sure if he had to have surgery, but he couldn't wrestle in semi-state. And last year he won sectionals and got quarantined for COVID. So he was out. Um, so the kid hasn't ever made it to semi-state, even though he would have qualified, I think, pretty easily last year. Probably would have, had, probably would have punched his ticket. So um, uh, those are the seniors off the bat that, I, that I'm looking at. I, Trying to think if I missed anyone. Uh, one, 126, 132, um, one, uh, 138. And, and, yeah, those are my core group of kids that I'm – I got a set of twins that are nuts. Um, they're extremely hard workers. 170 and 182, you better watch out. Like, you better be ready to wrestle for six minutes because they're not going to stop. They haven't missed a beat in the off season. Um, I have a 52-pounder that's Giovanni's uh, brother that's that pretty tough. Um, he's really good. He, he blew his knee last year, but he's going to be pretty tough. And I got a 60-pounder that's a junior. That's, uh, so I, from about 120 to 220, I'm going to be really solid. I got a senior that's stepping in next this year that was out because last year because of different reasons, but he wasn't in my lineup. So it's, it's going to be – pretty fun year for me i hope good well we're excited to see what your team's able to accomplish and i'm excited to see your team when they wrestle at adam central is that correct on yes the fourth? yeah last i year remember were, being yeah. at homestead hey, yep, last yep. year so if it if it rotates uh, i do want to say our guest next week one of our guests next week is going to be wade mcclurg who was the head coach at ron collie and has left ron collie and is now uh running the regional training center at indiana tech and so kind of cool to bring you guys on back-to-back weeks as we talk about growing wrestling in the Fort Wayne area. And uh, it's really cool what Indiana Tech's been able to do. I saw a graphic on their Twitter feed that they had their, I think, their first uh, female wrestling dual meet this week. Mm-hmm. And they've got a program there. And as we talk about the growth of the sport on the female side, uh, what Indiana Tech has done there is, is pretty cool. And their male side, they had two national champions, back-to-back national champions last year. Yeah, they do a great job. They really do. So we'll look forward to hearing from Wade and all of our other fine guests over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for our very first broadcast, which is going to be for the very first time from the brand-new uh, Jim at Columbia City for a Belmont match. Yeah, second match uh, broadcast there for the WZBD headsets as we had the uh, Adam Central match up there last year. That's going to be Belmont at Columbia City How for do the you final. Think that one's t- go? I don't know. I mean, I've I uh, I do the preseason rankings for Indiana Matt. I look through three A and I think, man, there's not a whole lot of teams better than Columbia City in three A. And then I look at Belmont. And, you know, sometimes I think I, I'm too harsh on Belmont because I don't want to be criticized for being a homer. But you look at Belmont, they didn't lose anybody last year. They didn't have a single senior in their entire sectional lineup. Mm-hmm. They're returning sectional champions, regional champions, conference champions, returning two-way state runners-up. They've got that great senior class of guys. 
uh, I think it's going to be a great match. And, it it and went it, down last year. Last year it came down to, you probably didn't follow it enough closely, but Belmont and Columbia City came down to Paul Gunsett being 10 feet onto the mat in the very last bout with five seconds left and the Belmont wrestler basically forgetting what the score was and cutting him to give the winning point, and that was the difference in the match. And then they went back and forth, and those two met again at conference. And, it, you know, Belmont Columbia City is a great rivalry. I'm kind of sad to see it go on the regular season schedule because the NE8 is moving to an ACAC duels type schedule. What? They're going to wrestle Friday, Saturday night, like the ACAC is doing. So Belmont and Columbia City aren't going to be on the regular schedule anymore on a weeknight, which is almost. Why? You know, it's been 35 years. They're going to go to the dual mate series for their, for their dual meets. It's like a, a dual mate tournament for their dual meets. So they're going to wrestle, I think, I think the plan is that they're going to do two rounds on Friday and then five rounds on Saturday. And then they'll have a duels champion, and then, of course, they'll still have the conference tournament at the end. But it's opening up a, a big change in the, in the schedule for Belmont because they're, gonna not, they're not going to have to wrestle anymore like Adam Central has done. They're not going to wrestle New Haven, Columbia City. They're not going to wrestle DeKalb, East Noble, Norwell, and that old NE8 triple duel. All that's gone after this year. So it's kind of a – So this going to be a relevance. It just gives you more – gives you open, open it up to wrestle with somebody else. Yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll do a Friday way in and a Saturday way in, but it, it will just count as two points on the schedule. Correct, now. yeah. So. I can see that. It's kind of sad, though, right? It, <laughs> it, you know, from a nostalgic point and from a broadcasting point, yes. We've had some great matchups between Columbia City and Belmont. We've had some great matchups between Belmont and Leo uh, over the last couple of years. And even in the NE8 Triple Duel, Belmont's lost. They lost a match to Norwell a couple of years ago. They lost to East Noble for the first time. Six, seven years ago. That was last year they lost to Norwell. Two, two years ago. No, remember Henry beat him last year. Don't you remember we interviewed him? Oh, okay. That was two years ago. Okay. Yeah, well, they all run together after 18 years. Yeah, probably. So, probably. So is the dual meets going away or what? Like just On a weeknight. To... Yeah, so they're not. So uh, I, I believe the plan is for Belmont that they're going to pick up four new, four new teams. So it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what the Braves <laughs> decide to do, whether we go back. You know, in the last couple of years now, we've picked up Snyder, who used sure. to always be on Belmont's schedule. And I'm really, I'm really happy that we did that. We've picked up Bluffton. Bluffton's had a really good team. But, you know, Belmont always had those traditional duels with um, Homestead and Carroll and with Delta. And I would love to see Belmont go back to wrestling Delta. I know it's a long trip, but you only do it every other year. And if we got to go to East Noble every once in a while, we might as well go to Delta. Well, I appreciate you being on, Coach. And uh, we're going to end up cutting off our uh, podcast section right here. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running board for us. As he had a late night last night as he stuck around uh, to finish the tape of the uh, Purdue Boilermaker game, uh, Steve always runs the board for us, does a fine job once again. And, uh, that ends our podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out tonight. And the food was great. The uh, drinks are still flowing out here. But for the most part, we're done. And we'll talk to you next week.